Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Gays Against Guns is an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ plus people and allies committed to nonviolently breaking the gun industry's chain of death. Investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and politicians who block safer gun laws. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. And we are glad to be here with you today live. So we'll let you know if everything goes smoothly, you will see everything go smoothly. And if not, uh, we'll let you know. But I am your host, Sarah Germain Lilly. And I'm Ty Kersley. Our focus this week is on you, the listening audience. We want you to call in, and we want to hear your reactions to the news and what you think should be done about the gun violence epidemic. We'll open up the phones in about 10 minutes. Uh, The number to call will be 212-209-2877. So write that down. We'll be taking your calls in about 10 minutes uh, after the news and the in-memoriam. Once again, the number is 212-209-2877. Next up, Ty will give us our in memoriam. A Buffalo family is planning a funeral for their 40-year-old daughter, Akita Houghton. Two days after they reported her missing, and authorities found her shot to death in the town of Tonawanda. The family of Akita Houghton says she, was, she will always be remembered as a loving person. Her mother says, my daughter was a beautiful, creative, smart, bright young lady. She had a big loving heart. She'd do anything for anybody. 40-year-old Akita Houghton leaves behind not only a big loving family, but a seven-week-old son in NICU. His name is Cannon, and he has a long way to go. I'm going to be a grandmother and a mother all over again. The town of Tonawanda police say Akita was found inside a parking a parked car outside of the Rain Tree Apartments, where she appeared to be shot several times. He was controlling. He had mental health that he was wasn't dealing with, and she realized it was a big mistake to be with him and decided not to be with him anymore. Akita's mother says that's when he decided to make threats, and on Wednesday of last week he pulled out a gun. Akita's brother Akeem Houghton says that. His sister and him were close, but says something was wrong the last time he saw her. The night she seemed off and didn't look me in the eye, and it was very short, and I said, okay, I'll see you later, and that's the last thing I was able to say to my sister, he says. Akita's family believes she was a domestic violence victim and urges others not to ignore the warning signs. Cowards are born every day. It takes a real man to be a hero, Akita's mother says. Make sure you know who you are with, and make sure when you see the red flags to get help for yourself. And she was ready to get out, and that's what makes the narcissist so angry. And that's why he did what he did. The town of Tunawanda police say that this is an ongoing investigation, and no other additional information will be released at this time. Thank you, Ty. We know that domestic violence is one of the biggest factors in gun violence and here at Radio Gag we are covering the domestic violence news as well. So next we're going to bring you the gun violence prevention news 
And we have good news for mental health, policing, and our communities. Starting last Saturday, 716, you can call 988 to report mental health emergencies, potential suicides, and other mental health emergencies. Call 988. Ty, can you give us a word about 988, the national number? This is just a shorter, uh, easier way for people to reach the out, uh, the out, excuse me, the um, lifeline. Uh, there's a chat and an official website as well. But the Suicide Prevention Network uh, is 24-7. It's toll-free. Uh, it's just easier from your phone and everyone else to dial 988 as well. They also uh, speak in multiple languages. So all are encouraged, if for any reason, uh, that they feel like they can't, they're overwhelmed or can't handle what's going on, you can receive immediate counseling um, and also local mental health referrals. The Lifeline supports people who are calling for themselves or someone else they care about. Uh, we just need a lifeline for men who have anger issues too. Where's that? Um, because if you have bad thoughts, uh, you know, and you own a gun, um, that can be just as overwhelming. So suicide, yes, is a crisis lifeline. But for any reason that suicide prevention can be can help our nation, nine eight eight would be a quick and easy way for you to get help. Thank you, thank you. And yesterday marked the beginning of the trial of the Parkland killer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 17 people died and 17 were injured in the killing that took just six minutes at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14, 2018. From the New York Times, what happened in Parkland has been investigated and known, and the defendant's guilt was never in question. Yet the experiences of those who survived the attack felt urgent and shocking anew, in no small part because fresh outrage from another spate of mass shootings, including one in May that left 19 children and two teachers dead in Uvalde, Texas, has shaken the nation again. Next, Manuel Oliver's NRA Museum yellow school buses to remember school shootings. Five days ago, a fleet of 52 yellow school buses formed a mile-long procession to Senator Ted Cruz's house in Houston on a Thursday morning. 4,368 empty seats to honor the number of children killed by gun violence since 2020. They were the work of activist artist Manuel Oliver, standing with his son, Joaquin Oliver, who was killed in the Parkland shooting. His mission from the website Change the Ref to raise awareness about mass shootings through strategic interventions that will reduce the influence of the NRA on the federal level. The buses carry personal items of each child killed, such as sneakers, toys, and desks. Radio Gag says, Thanks to the Olivers and all the families who contributed to this project to draw attention to the funding Senator Ted Cruz receives from the NRA. And from the Trace, as Brownsville, so Brooklyn. New York's most populous borough has addressed the pandemic-era surge in gun violence with a strategy that would have once been a non-starter using police and incarceration as a last resort. It appears to be working. 
Across New York City, shootings surged in the early months of the pandemic and continued throughout 2021. Brooklyn, however, saw violence fall in 2021 with a significant decline in both shootings and homicides. It has continued this year. Shootings are down roughly 20% compared to the 11% decline in shootings citywide and 7% across other boroughs. But the new mayor, Eric Adams, the former Brooklyn borough president who ran on a tough-on-crime platform, has taken the opposite strategy to Brooklyn. He has called on prosecutors and judges to go harder on those who break the law. He has blamed the uptick in gun violence in the city on reforms to the state's bail laws, on prosecutors and judges for being lenient on lower level offenses. Well, that's what we have, Ty, for our news. What do you think of Eric Adams' plan, go harder on those who are lenient? Um, I... I think most people look at prison as, you know, modern slavery. (laughs) I don't at all think that that has caused any help in our nation at all. Uh, I don't need cops on my street. I need need counselors. But, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But um, kudos to Brooklyn for bringing down crime and specifically homicides and shootings. And we are heading towards our station break. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll take call-ins very soon. You're listening to WBAI 99.5 FM Free Speech Radio. This is Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show, and I'm your host, Sarah Germain Lilly. You may be wondering what you can do to end this growing epidemic of gun violence in America. Clearly, we need this broad and wide movement condemning gun violence and calling on our leaders to enact public health policies that effectively keep us safer. For that broad movement to happen, we need to spread the message, and that's exactly what we do on Radio Gag. So please go now to WBAI.org and contribute to the Tower Fund. WBAI depends on their rental of the tower in Times Square to continue bringing you Radio Gag. Go to give to, that's G-I-V-E numeral to, WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and contribute to the Tower Fund. That's Give to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950. And thank you. Hey, listeners, we want you to call in. The number to call in will be 212-209-2877. So write that down, 209-2877. And we'll be taking your calls after we play this terrific original song from Terry Abramson, No Guns in Heaven. 
Call 212-209-2877. Find the song No Guns in Heaven on YouTube. It's That song again is No Guns in Heaven. Please like and subscribe. Thanks, Terry Abrahamson. What did I say here? Abrahamson and band members for sharing with Gaze Against Guns. And I think we have a caller ready to go, Sarah. You want to take this one? Sure, Ty. That would be great. Hey, hello. Hello. Hi, you're live on WBAI. What's your name? Well, I believe you know my name. Oh, it is Sean. <laughs> Sean, thank you for calling in today. Thank you for calling in. How are you feeling about the gun violence epidemic in uh, our fair country today? Well, I am as uh, ticked off as just any of us can be, obviously. And, you know, Gag, we've been very busy this summer for a lot of reasons, but you know, as you've been covering in the news, there's a lot of different things happening, which is, I'm not going to say, you know, completely makes me personally feel all that much better, but it's one of those things where you can grin because you know that some of us really are out there trying to do something about this. And uh, I was calling in, I didn't know um, if you had mentioned uh, the news item about Steve Dettelbach being uh, confirmed as the head of the ATS recently, or did you cover that? Yeah, no, we didn't, uh, we didn't mention it in the news today, and that's really important. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and why it's so important that Mr. Dettelbach is now our permanent director and confirmed? I would absolutely like to. Thank you. It, it is very important because for seven years, since 2015, there has not been a regulated acting chief of the alcohol 
of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And because of that, so many crime and so many corruption and, you know, a lot of work isn't getting done. There's a lot of um, work that's slipping through the cracks. People aren't getting to the gun shows. People aren't checking the, you know, gun show loopholes, the, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend loopholes, all of the things that slide through the cracks of the legal system because there hasn't been any way for the ATF to have a good handle on any of that. And it goes even deeper than that, as we did mention on the show here at Radio Gag earlier, uh, or I should say, yeah, earlier last fall, about why that is and about how not only did we not have a good director of the ATF, but that there's a lot of problems within the establishment itself of, you know, ver- you know, different, it's basically divided within, you've got two sides, you've basically got, you know, no head of, head of anything, and then you've got people with badges versus people who don't have badges, and I don't know how confusing it is to go into that, but there's a lot of problems, essentially, yeah. and there hasn't been a good opportunity until just now, and especially back in September when Dave Chipman uh, who was Biden's first choice to be nominated into the ATF, you know, they were met with a lot of hesitancy from Republicans, of course, but even some Democrats, and there were some reasons like that, why that nomination fell through last September. I'm very pleased to know that not only do we have someone who has now been confirmed, being that of uh, Steve Gettleback, but also the fact that he has a, a history that's rich with uh, civil rights law. So there's something I think very uplifting about that, especially our community of all, you know, being, you know, one of many that are being affected by uh, some problems, shall we say, primarily with the Supreme Court these days. So it looks like we might just have someone on our side, but I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, we're going to take a call, another call in just a second. But, um, you know, Zelnor Myrie has passed these bills that allow us to crack down on illegal traffickers by holding the gun manufacturers responsible for how guns are um, getting into the hands of criminals these illegal weapons that are predominantly used in crimes. So uh, thank you for that call. Well, it's time now to end our show. And to find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at Gaze Against Guns New York on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And another great way to get involved is by becoming a BAI buddy. A BAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. And just a small, modest monthly contribution can really help keep us on air here at WBAI to bring you this live show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or give to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we are back with a new episode every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen into our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. And we're going to take you out now with our singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. 
So thank you so much, listeners, for joining us today. And for calling in live on our live show in the studio. Uh, keeps us on our toes. So um, have a very nice, safe day. Tell the big